Welcome to Doing the Most, the series where we talk about the misadventures of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Georgie, execution strategist and serial entrepreneur. This series is here to get real about what entrepreneurial life truly looks like. We are driven, persistent, hardworking, ambitious. We are human, and these are our stories. Please note, all season one episodes were previously recorded for our video series. And welcome back to another episode of Doing the Most, The Misadventures of Entrepreneurship. Today we have Abba Onyadi. He's a founder, father, entrepreneur, family businessman, husband, writer, and so many other great things. He's also a part of Fraternity Kappa Alpha Psi. Did I say that right? Uh, so, okay, <laughs> and today we have him talking about his um, businesses, his wristband company, as well as his grooming company, but I'm going to let him tell you a little bit more about himself and the work that he's been doing over the last couple of years as an entrepreneur. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. My name is Abba Oyani. I'm a um, self-taught web developer, writer, author, and educator, uh, also a brother of Cap Outside Attorney Incorporated. Um, my, my journey is wonderful in terms of being a uh, second generation Nigerian born here in New Jersey. Uh, my father immigrated from Nigeria. He met my wonderful mom in New York. They were both uh, concerned with the Biafra movement, uh, which was the independent country that was trying to be born from the landmass of Nigeria. It was before we got the Nigerian independence. So they actually met in New York uh, working on that project. And uh, my mom was, was giving um, donation supplies to the children of the Biafran War. And my father was actually an intelligence officer with the Biafran War. So it was, it was an interesting combination. My mom is a Crucian, she's from St. Croix. And uh, Atlanta, we have family from Atlanta as well. And then my father, of course, Nigerian. So I grew up in East Orange, um, you know, uh, uh, understanding things, uh, having the best of both worlds, family educated at the same time. East Orange is a great place in terms of, it could be street at some point, and then it's like kind of a little bit suburban on the next. Uh, some people like Goodness Houston, or by nature, from there, Queen Latifah. So growing up there was great. It, it gave me a sense of balance of who I needed to be and um, great things to aspire to other than music. I, I always loved to write. Um, my father it, uh, was a writer, a publisher, um, self-taught himself about publishing. And um, basically, just growing up, I had the sense of uh, understanding entrepreneurship. And, and what it meant to become an entrepreneur from my dad. Um, he founded the African Sun-Times newspaper, uh, which was the, one of the first African-owned newspapers here in the U.S. Nice, nice. Yes, thank you. Watching him in that journey and his many businesses, he had shipping businesses, uh, he had a travel agency. Watching him go from, I didn't necessarily see him, when he was working for insurance, New York Life Insurance, he's one of the top sellers, but he said he wanted to be his own boss. So he chose to become an entrepreneur 
and pursue writing, which is always his, his love. He always was a great writer. Um, so seeing that journey of entrepreneurship, writing, and uh, mixed with, uh, you know, growing up in East Orange, I developed my own writing style, writing poetry, um, being very creative, doing a little acting here and there in school. And what I found myself doing was trying to start different businesses from mm -hmm. promoting parties to starting a hip hop website. Uh, now, finished is called the Black Urban Times. It was, it was great, had a great journey, great hip hop blog. Uh, we, we had some notable achievements at that time. We had a great article where we talked about um, the dance of planking and we correlated it to slavery and it was like the hugest article because Bow Wow retweeted it, Ocho Seco retweeted it and it was it was pretty big. So being a blogger and also uh, at the same time being an educator, I found myself torn between those two worlds because I, I had a hip hop website that was great. Same time being an educator, I didn't want it to affect that start of that career. So became an educator for about 10, 11, 12 years. Um, in that journey, I taught myself how to develop websites, started off with Blogger, and then from there, I said, why well, I keep paying people? Um, and I learned CMS and WordPress, and uh, also taught myself Photoshop and graphic design. Um, and I think growing up with a dad like that, and seeing how he wore a lot of hats, it helped me push myself to want to learn more. Going from web designer to graphic designer, and then I began to write. I took my journey to writing. Um, in between papers, when I was working on my bachelor's, master's, going back to school for teaching, I decided to actually um, create my first book, which was um, a book called Mommy King, Please Call My Hair, a children's book about a journey of my wife and daughter who, um, you know, they have natural hair. So I wanted mm -hmm. to write about that. And I said, let's, let's finish this book. So I just, I, I love to write. So I would just write on my Blackberry sometimes, put it all together. A uh, great illustrator, I met Kofi Johnson out of Florida. He now lives in uh, Ghana. He illustrated the book. So got the book done. That gave me um, really some, some notoriety as far as being a, a, a black man coming up with a natural hair book back in 2011. So I didn't know it was going to be like this natural hair movement now. It's great. So I'm going to actually try and get the book done in paperback. I, I wanted to, to get to get it um, out there a little more to get it in the hands of, of boys and girls who have this beautiful hair. So um, with, with learning how to do website design, started my consulting company, AO Consulting Services, uh, designed a few different websites. And um, after my father passed in 2016, uh, I learned the ins and outs of publishing through watching himself publish his books, through understanding how royalties create passive income, um, through understanding how with, with the various blogs I had, how to use AdSense, to uh, create passive income. So it was, it was a great journey in finding my different routes 
to understand how uh, technology can be used to create passive income. I uh, came up with Swole Bands, uh, SwoleBands.com, wristband company. By, by, you know, I really admired uh, Live Strong, Cam Newton, the way he wore a band, and just seeing ballers wear wristbands. I thought it was real cool. So mm-hmm. I said, why not have a, a wristband company with hashtags with messages? And the hashtag makes it, it's a, it's a product, physical product company at the same time. There's a merging of tech there with the hashtag of motivation, bodybuilding, body goals. So um, by making that company, I was able to uh, make some for um, one actress. Uh, I can't remember her, but she's on the Master of None, uh, a black woman, great woman. And then I made uh, bands for Fred Big Smalls, who's an IFBB pro bodybuilder as well. So I made custom bands for them. Then I had my own wristband company. So that was, that was awesome. So I went to this uh, tech basket in North, North New Jersey has a great uh, burgeoning tech scene. Anthony Fraser, City Medina, they're doing some great things with equal space in North with, with Ross Baraka out there. And um, I went to this event and uh, met these group of brothers who were there and they were interested in swole bands. They were interested in doing a limited run. So I was like, okay, cool, let's do that. And um, we, we, we decided to do some things, but I wanted more money and I wanted them to order more bands. So I said, uh, maybe not. And, and at the same time, I was talking to my wife and she said, oh, the braiding shop is um, full. I said, why not have people come out to your house? That'd be cool. She was like, oh yeah, that sounds cool. So that's how I came up with the idea for the payroll is like, we wanted to have groomers come out to the home. Uh, this was before I found out about other uh, great companies who, uh, there's, there's sisters who are doing those types of things. But I said, let's um, do it different. Let's have uh, brothers come out to the home and cut people's hair. And, and basically you can have uh, a money Mayweather type of flow, but for less, you know, like you have concierge grooming services coming to your house. So they love that idea. They jumped on board. I worked with some developers out of Mumbai and um, it was cool. It was a cool app at the time. We released it on Google Play. So then we noticed some bumps uh, along the road as far as the back end was concerned and the dashboard. And that goes into that entrepreneurial journey. I didn't just say, oh, let's give it up. Let's just be finished. Uh, what we did, I remixed everything and made it a web application uh, using some software. Um, and and basically now we have a few groomers, a few barbers on board. And now we actually found another developer who's a young brother uh, from the States, which makes this journey a lot easier because being a web developer and designer, I like to wear a lot of hats and I like to have a lot of control over things. So I noticed working with, um, and that could be a word of advice, but <laughs> contracting with people overseas through Upwork and various means, Fiverr and different things, you really can get into some uh, serious situations as far as control, backend, um, also uh, uh, design issues and, and legal issues 
you have to really uh, vet the people you work with if you want to work with someone to, to build something great in tech. And if you want to work with someone overseas, I, I would really do it. Like, again, when I think about it, I'm just going to stay in the state, work with someone. And, and that's what my partner said, too, with this table. I'm find someone in the States. And I actually thought they were going to be like, okay, brother, that's it. You know, let's, because uh, they got equity. They put some money in. And I thought they were going to say, uh, let's just forget this. Let's do something else. But they decided to stick with me. And we're on this journey together. So um, also uh, with, with my father's situation, him passing, transitioning, ancestors, all that good stuff from Black Panther. Um, you know, I, I, my brother and I took over African sometimes and now we put everything online and, and, um, you know, it's wonderful because he built something that is lasting. It's a, it's a family owned business. Uh, uh, you know, it's now africansuntimes.com and we have visitors from Nigeria to Idaho coming to see. Uh, what's going on? I'm going to pause and interrupt you for real quick because I want to dive into um, a little bit more of something that you were just mentioning. Yes. Yeah, so I want to talk a little bit about why you feel it's important to have a family owned business because you said, you know, your dad inspires you, you guys continued his business, and, you know, you have children of your own. What makes it important for you, like, to have that family owned business? I think having a family-owned business uh, is helpful in, in not only teaching the entrepreneurial mindset, but also teaching generational wealth and how mm -hmm. it transcended over time. Uh, like someone like um, who owns real estate, you can pass down that real estate to someone else. If you have a business that you've seen as a kid to understand how it runs, you can pass it down to your kids to, 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 to keep generating that wealth for the family and, and keep bringing in that passive income. Uh, wearing two hats of being, having a profession as an educator and also having, um, having the skills as a web developer slash publisher slash author writer. I learned that from my dad and, and being uh, family owned is important because it, it's that all in where, you know, my brother, he puts his part in, I put my part in. And then at the same time, my daughter is young as eight. I could teach her about CMS, WordPress, what she has to do to run the business. So it's important as far as um, creating generational wealth, having a family owned business and, and creating passive income for the family. It's something that transcends over time. And again, it's something that can be passed down. And that's what I believe my, my dad was doing when he was creating these things. Yeah, definitely. And then if we could talk a little bit more about, you said that the web development and a lot of the skills that you learned were self-taught. Was that your first choice or um, did you just feel find it easier to go out there and learn it yourself? Did you have the opportunity to go to school for it? Um, or did you just feel like, okay, I want to learn this. I'm already doing something in school. I want to add this on. So like, what was that, um, the, not debate, but what was that experience like? Oh uh, yeah, that experience was I, I I had a blogger site. I pretty much um, you know I found out 
just how to design that. I went through some tutorials online because YouTube wasn't even really popping like that back then. So it was like 05, 06, around there. And I wasn't really seeing stuff on, I don't even remember if there was a YouTube. I, don't, I can't remember watching videos. But through trial and error and watching uh, online uh, tutorials, I guess it was Daily Motion, maybe other videos that were online. I was able to find out how to, um, you know, basically uh, do it, and and it was great. So learning Blogger and then seeing Bossip and other cool websites using WordPress, I said as it has to be a way to do this better. So I went through trial and error, buying a domain, understanding hosting. Uh, my, my cousin is a web developer. He was self-taught. He was in Europe with his father being an ambassador. I don't know how the heck this boy taught himself, but he taught himself HTML and everything. And he's in the middle of Amsterdam somewhere with his dad, who was a Nigerian ambassador. His name is Uchendu. And Wachuka, I want to shout him out. He's over there in New York. He works for a great company. Um, and he was just like, you just have to go through it. You really have to dive in because I had invested some money in someone. And they built the site, but then they didn't put the backlinks in. So I lost a, a bunch of my traffic. I said, no way. I'm not going to let this happen to me again. I decided to go full-fledged into learning CMS, WordPress, um, and then I said, from there, I want to learn Photoshop. So I bought the software, just played around with it, and just started teaching myself how to do logos, how to do banners, how to make, uh, if a company doesn't have an advertising agency, I wore that hat too. And I created their ad to put onto my site. So it's really just a matter of diving in with this journey. And, and it's great because just like swimming, these are life skills. These are life skills that can enable you to uh, have a passive income, to create uh, generational wealth where you have skills and you can pass down to your, to your, to your kids. Um, at the same time, you can teach someone else these skills. Um, you can definitely use it for mentoring. And, and I talk to my students all the time about things like this, uh, about how learning web development is the greatest thing I, I can do for myself. And you mentioned students. What um, grade do you teach or age group? Yeah, I teach middle school and high school. Okay. And um, I, I'm actually a certified English teacher. So I have my English degree. And, and I was always in love with the English language as far as writing, poetry, writing books, mm -hmm. sports, all those types of things. And that's what makes me a different type of teacher because I'm also a self-taught web developer. So I teach technology and then I teach uh, financial literacy to kids to help them understand <clears throat> the ins and outs of money, good credit, bad credit, and how to uh, use entrepreneurship to create passive income for themselves. Awesome. And what do you think has been in, let's just stick with this year, in 2018, like what has been the craziest thing that has happened in your entrepreneurial journey? I think the craziest thing, other than interviewing with you on this show, is... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. I got to find something to tie with that. 
But the craziest thing is just like Skyping, you know, at three in the morning with Mumbai about how to get this app developed. Because that was something I had never really done as far mm -hmm. as the app development journey and how it's so different from developing a website. I was like, wow, mm -hmm. there's so many ins and outs to this from the icon to the back end, how the dashboard is different. Everything has to be aligned. There's so many intricate pieces and in how you actually have to have two apps developed for two different OSs, Android and iPhone. Not a lot of people know about all that stuff. And then you got to have a dashboard that is seamless with all of these things. <laughs> so that, that journey has really been one of the craziest things just because, um, you know, trying to work with developers overseas and and having all the um highs and lows of it that's that's really been the crazy thing and meeting um people other young brothers like me who are like-minded that's really been also a crazy journey as far as just meeting people who are like-minded who also want to create passive income generational wealth they want to do things like me so that's been that's been crazy and cool at the same time. Because sometimes I meet other brothers, they they cool with the job thing, but they're like, eh, I'm not sure about this whole entrepreneurial journey. So I'm like, okay, I got to move on. I'm, I guess, being born uh, into my family and watching my dad on his entrepreneurial journey, maybe it's, you know, it, it, it could be a family thing. You know? Yeah. I think, and I think what we have to acknowledge is that not everyone is cut to be the the founder or the startup person or the, the entrepreneur, but I think everyone should have entrepreneurial tendencies. So know how to innovate inside of where, if, you know, if you're working for a big organization or a small team or a nonprofit, be able to go and say, okay, I'm going to create and build and add value upon this thing. But understand that you're not everyone is meant to be the CEO or the person in charge or the person that comes up with the idea and that's and that's okay um, we're coming up on our time now so i want to start wrapping up and the final question i want to ask you is what advice would you give to an up-and-coming person a dreamer that's out there getting ready to start their business or has an idea that they haven't launched yet what type of advice would you offer to them well now in 2018 i would say uh jump into it i would say you know like if you're a first time a uh, person who's never swam before, you gotta jump in the water to learn how to swim. So you really have to jump in to uh, entrepreneurship. It's something you can't be too timid and say, what if, what if, what if. You gotta kinda put, you know, put, put your back against the wall and say, I'm gonna do it. And just go full fledged because uh, there's really no telling what you could build if you mm -hmm. put your back to it. And, and there's really no telling what you will achieve. But if you don't do it, if you don't try to jump in to this, to this great journey of entrepreneurship, you'll, you'll never know. And then you'll end up in the land of what ifs. Definitely. And that's where you want to be. Don't want to be in that way. Because fortunately, I've done a lot of things. And I, <laughs> you know, fortunately about life, I can't say I'm in a what if. I mean, I've been in a commercial for Adidas. I've, prom I've promoted parties with, with thousands of other people, interviewed celebrities. Uh, now I'm a web developer. I'm work 
I'm interviewing, I'm, I'm being featured on your show. So it's like you have to jump into this life because you only have one life to live. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for being here with us today, Abba. Everyone that's out there listening and watching, Phil, his information is going to be down below in the caption section. So check out his work, check out Swole Bands, check out Patty Wool, and see, you know, his next um, business adventures. And, you know, his journey is only beginning. Well, in the middle of it, he has some great stuff coming up. And you never know, maybe your child will be a student in one of his middle school or high school classes. And, and we'll catch you next time on... Um, doing the most but go ahead you have something to say don't forget and also um i just i just released a payback version of my book uh slave ships doesn't mean black history to me it's a paperback version of it it's on amazon now if you type ab on amazon you'll Awesome. And I'll, leave, and I'll also um, include the link for that book in the captions as well so that way everyone can check it out. Thank you so much, Abba, and we'll see you next time on Doing the Most. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Doing the Most. Catch us here next week, same time, same place. If you can't wait, head on over to doingthemost.xyz to stay connected. Until next time, keep on doing.